On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks picked up their first win of the preseason last night, besting the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 4-2. to two. I'll go over Arvid Soderblom's spectacular performance in net, Kevin Korczynski continuing to shine, and the bounce-back performance by the Blackhawks' penalty kill. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, September 29th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Be sure to go and rate five stars as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go follow right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward it's going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate all the support. Also, go and smash the like button on this video down below as well. And comment as to who was your biggest standout in last night's 4-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your Thursday. To kick things off on the show this morning, folks, let's dive right into it. Let's get into the Chicago Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings last night. Second game of the back-to-back here to kick off the preseason. And most of the lineup that we saw against Detroit last night did not play against the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday, meaning no Patrick Kane, no Jonathan Taves, no Seth Jones. Everyone in that group, for the most part, did not make the trip up to Detroit. The only two that did were Kevin Korchinski and Samuel Savoy, and the Hawks likely did that because Both of those two are expected to be sent back to their junior teams here sometime soon. And, you know, they just want to give them as many preseason looks as possible before that happens, which, you know, I think is uh, the right way to go about it for sure. So just a whole new lineup basically last night against the Red Wings and a new goaltender as well. And that's actually my first takeaway from last night's game. That was Arvid Soderblom. He was the man getting the start last night after Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock split the netminder duties on Tuesday. And Soderblom was given the whole game's worth of action last night against the Wings, and it's probably a darn good thing he did because uh, Soderblom was nothing short of spectacular for the most part. And without his strong effort in that, I don't know if the Blackhawks come away with a win. Like, if Jackson Stauber or even Mitchell Weeks, I know Stauber was the backup, but if either one of those two came in the second half of that game, I don't think 
the Blackhawks wind up holding on because Detroit was surging hard, especially in those final 40 minutes. But Soderblom was uh, up to the task and came up with a plethora of big saves. He finished with 31 of 33 saves on the night. He did, I will say, have a couple of rebound issues. Like even when Detroit would shoot at his glove, sometimes he'd drop it. And the first goal he gave up wasn't a great rebound from a bad angle. So the rebound control is my one little thing I'm going to nitpick about. But other than that, Soderblom was spectacular, made every save that he needed to late. He had three huge left pad saves in a row uh, in that third period to keep the Blackhawks ahead against the top line too. I believe it was Raymond and Larkin with a couple of those chances and Soderblom shut them down, which was massive to keep the Hawks ahead. So shout out to Arvid Soderblom for looking really sharp. And it was funny, I saw a tweet from uh, Tab Bamford, who uh, covers the Blackhawks for Bleacher uh, Nation's Blackhawks site, and he mentioned that Soderblom could be the best goaltender in the Blackhawks system right now, but is you know going to be starting for the Rockford Icehogs. The Blackhawks don't want to rush him along whatsoever. They want to be very patient with him. And again, I think that's the right approach to this whole thing. Could Arvid Soderblom be the backup for the Blackhawks this year? Yeah, probably, but it would be it's a very valuable experience being the guy down in Rockford too after a really strong first season over here in North America. Soderblom's got a lot to build on and that Rockford team quite frankly needs him. Uh he was bailing them out left and right. That's why he was co-MVP of the team last year. They were getting outshot, you know, seemingly every game, but Soderblom was doing his thing, keeping his team in it more often than not. So a really big year for Soderblom this season. I'm super excited for his potential and a really good showing, I thought, for the most part last night against the Detroit Red Wings. My second big takeaway from last night, ooh, baby, Kevin Korchinski, folks. I don't want to get too high on this kid just because, you know, it is the preseason and it's been training camp, but each and every time we see him, the more and more I see of him, the more impressed I am and the more giddy I am about this kid's future because. Once again last night, like, he was just proving his performance against St. Louis was was no fluke. He's just so confident out there. His demeanor is incredible for being still a teenager. Um, and, and he just, the way he does everything, it just, it looks so effortless. The skating, he had a six stick handle maneuver where he danced around a Red Wings defender. Uh, even his shot, getting it on net, I've been impressed with the strength of his shot. And he makes that look effortless too, so... Everything I've seen from Kevin Korchinski has me super stoked about this kid. And he had just a beautiful primary assist to set up Lucas Reichel for a breakaway goal. A perfect saucer pass, little floater through the neutral zone feed to Reichel, who splits the defense. A great pickup by Reichel as well on the backhand to corral that bouncing puck. And then he goes and beats Alex Nedeljkovic five-hole for his first unofficial goal in the Blackhawks sweater. A Tremendous connection there from Korchinski to Reichel, and that had all of us Blackhawks fans queuing up the Squidward future gifts last night because, yeah, hopefully that's a combination we're going to see for a long time here in Chicago. I just keep being impressed with Kevin Korchinski, folks. Now, I will say, defensively, it's obvious he has some maturing to do. He's still a pretty skinny kid for being six foot two, six foot three, and had a couple defensive breakdowns last night when being paired up with Riley Stillman. Uh, Stillman wasn't on the ice for the first goal, but it was um, Phillips, I believe, and 
uh, Korchinski, and they kind of got caught in between. It might have even been Regula. Uh, they got kind of caught in between of who was going to defend who, and then it turned into the worst-case scenario. The Wings get the shot off on net, and their player, Adam Ernie, wins the foot race to the loose puck. So there is some growing room for sure for Korchinski on the defensive side of things, but in terms of skating, stick handling, confidence, the offensive abilities, it's nothing short of incredible in my mind that he's 18 years old. Like I'm, I'm super stoked about this kid's future, and uh, I don't know how many more preseason games, if any, that he's going to get, but if this is it for Kevin Korchinski before getting sent back to juniors, I have to give him an A+. It's been an absolutely spectacular performance, and it really feels like the Blackhawks have a good one on their hands here, folks. All right, there are my first few takeaways from last night's game. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the bounce-back effort from the Blackhawks' PK, as well as a few other notable players from the win. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Bet Online, I gotta also pull up this graphic real quick, folks. Pardon me for being a little sloppy here on the show. You can find also all of the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on with Bet Online. Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. It's both the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here. Just accidentally punched my desk. We're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, carrying over from segment one. Uh, and getting into a few of my other takeaways from last night's game. The first is the Blackhawks' penalty kill after <laughs> a kind of an abysmal showing against the St. Louis Blues in the preseason opener. They went 0 for 3, and the Blues' power play kind of just did whatever they wanted against the Blackhawks. Um, they responded well last night, and it was impressive because the Red Wings still had some of their guys in the lineup. You know, they had. Uh, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, as I already mentioned, Adam Ernie, uh, Mo Sider, Simone Edvinson, who was a high first-round pick of theirs recently as well. And the Blackhawks really shut down the big guns. Adam Ernie did have two goals, but that came on the second line uh, with Elmer Soderblom, by the way, Arvid's younger brother, who's six foot eight and plays forward. We have a Tage Thompson on our hands in Detroit, folks. I don't know if he's ever going to be that type of player, but six foot eight, and he actually gets around pretty good. It was a really cool moment to see uh, Arvid Soderblom not only play against his younger brother, but actually make a couple of saves on him to keep him uh, out of the goal column. So uh, a cool moment last night in this preseason game between the Hawks and the Red Wings. But going back to the PK, yeah, they really did their thing last night. They made their aggressive plays better. They were more more structured, I thought, and got to give a lot of credit to the young guys who were out there too. Regula, Phillips, Philip Rose, um, even Riley Stillman did a good job breaking up some plays. I, I wasn't too impressed with Stillman all in all last night. I still think he has a lot to prove to kind of solidify his spot on the Blackhawks long term, 
Uh, and I didn't think he played the greatest last night alongside Kevin Korchinski, if I'm being honest. But the penalty kill did their thing. It was nice to see them respond in this way. They went three for three. They had a big kill late in the third period and also did a really good job with under two minutes left. Uh, they were pressuring the Red Wings on the puck and kind of kept them in their own zone, and that prevented them from pulling their goaltender. That didn't happen until there was like a minute left in the game, and at that point it was kind of all she wrote because they couldn't get anything set up. So really good defense pretty much all in all by the Blackhawks last night. They did get outshot and outchanced, but nothing all that dangerous consistently, and when there were those high-danger opportunities, Arvid Soderblom was playing tremendous to shut the door. So credit to the Blackhawks' defense and the penalty kill responding the way they did last night in the 4-2 win. I also wanted to get into a couple of other notable players from last night's game as well, uh, starting with Lucas Reichel. I already mentioned he had that beautiful goal where Kevin Korchinski set him up for a breakaway. Uh, other than that, I will say Reichel, you know, didn't have that many good chances. I just, the one thing I noticed about him is how creative he tries to be every time the puck is on his stick. He's a true playmaker and really wants to be setting things up, finding his teammates in the right areas, demands the puck on his stick a lot in transition and, and really tries to make things happen. And in the preseason, I, I like that mentality. Try to try to get as much going as possible, even if it's, you know, a dance through the neutral zone, that's probably not going to work. I like seeing Lucas Reichel at least attempt that at this point uh, of the preseason. I thought it was a really slick goal, really great play by him in order to corral that loose puck on the backhand. Um, one thing I will say, though, is he didn't have a lot of help. He was on a line with Boris Kachuk and uh, Philip Kershev last night, who neither of them really stood out all that much to me. Uh, so not too shocking that Lucas Reichel, other than his breakaway goal, kind of had a quiet performance, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more out of him uh, in the preseason, getting some you know more adequate line mates for his skill set. The, the best line for the Blackhawks last night, in my opinion at least, undoubtedly was the line of Sam Lafferty, Jujar Kara, and Dylan Sakura. All three of those guys combined for five points. All of them scored a goal. Uh, Dylan Sakura opened the scoring actually just 11 seconds into the game. Nice play both by Kara and Lafferty to make plays along the boards to keep the puck alive. And then it kind of just took a bounce and found Sakura all alone in the slot. And uh, Charlie Romeliotis pointed out kind of a funny stat. In Sakura's first stint with the Blackhawks, it took him 44 games in order to net that first NHL goal. He only tallied one goal in 49 games with the Blackhawks before re-signing this summer. And then in his first preseason game's worth of action, he scores 11 seconds in. Kind of just a funny tale of two worlds there for, for Dylan Sakura and his two stints. But I thought he looked good for the most part. He was one of the more creative Blackhawks with the puck. He also did have a couple of turnovers and a couple moments why uh, I, I think it's pretty evident that he's not a full-time NHLer at this point in his career, but that line was definitely doing the most for the Blackhawks. Jujar Kara scored a massive power play goal late in the second, cleaning up uh, Alec Regula's rebound in front. Some really good puck movement, by the way, by the Blackhawks man advantage. Gavin Hayes with a nice feed over to Regula to pick up the secondary assist. And then Kara was in the right place at the right time and stuffed a backhand uh, into an open net to put the Blackhawks ahead three to two going into the second intermission. And that wound up being the difference, the game winning goal last night for Chicago. And then Lafferty was the one who sealed the deal with the empty netter late 
in the final seconds. So five points between that three, three goals, easily the best line, in my opinion, in terms of the analytics and scoring chances. All three of them had three shots on goal apiece. Good stuff out of the Blackhawks' second line of Sam Lafferty, Jujar Kara, and Dylan Sakura last night. Would have liked to seen more from some of the other forwards, honestly. The forward group for the Blackhawks was, was pretty quiet. They only mustered up 22 shots on goal, but when you have the hot goaltender, sometimes that's all you need to win a game. I also want to give a shout-out to Alec Regula and Isaac Phillips. Both of them played over 20 minutes last night. Were mostly paired up with one another. Uh, and I thought they both played well. Regula, as I mentioned, had a nice assist on Kara's game-winning goal. Uh, and more so than anything, I thought they just looked really poised with the puck. Maybe, you know, that they're just clearly more poised and more developed than um, some of the other young defensemen. These guys, it's clear why they're just about to step onto the scene and hopefully become full-time NHLers here real soon. They both have some size. They're not great skaters, but they can get around and they make good reads in the defensive zone and <clears throat> try to move north and south and have a good first pass. I, I thought they both did a good job of kind of executing Luke Richardson's strategy, which is, you know, we're going to go north and south. If you make a turnover trying to get the puck out, we're going to hopefully go and win a battle up the ice. We don't want to be fooling around in the defensive zone and making turnovers there because that's when they could really be costly and wind up uh, costing you on the scoreboard. So. I give credit to Regula and Phillips. I thought they for sure were the sharpest of the Blackhawks defensemen last night, and I'm excited to see where they're going to end up once training camp is over. Even if it is in Rockford, I'm excited for both of these two, and I think um, that's a good place for them to be, seeing big-time roles uh, and helping that team try to get back to the Calder Cup playoffs. I really think that's going to be just as important. That's you know, kind of the same with Lucas Reichel. There's benefits to both sides, and whatever happens, I think it's a good thing for the Blackhawks. It's a good situation for this team finally to be in. So, yeah, we'll just have to see how it all shakes out in terms of Alec Regula and Isaac Phillips. One training camp wraps up here in a few weeks. And last, Gavin Hayes and Nolan Allen. A couple of quick shout-outs. Gavin Hayes, I thought, you know, for being a young kid, third-round pick in this year's draft, I thought he handled himself well out there against grown men. Took some hits, gave some hits. <clears throat> Got a frog in my throat, folks. Excuse me. Took some hits, gave some hits. But he got to see what the professional game's all about. And, you know, that's kind of the point of this preseason. Thought he moved the puck well on the power play. Picked up the secondary assist on Kara's goal. So good stuff from Gavin Hayes, who also is expected to be sent back to his junior team here sometime soon. And then same with Nolan Allen. I thought Nolan Allen defensively played really solid, mostly because of his physicality and his willingness to make a hit in order to separate a player from the puck. I thought he did that on a couple of occasions in, in some real key scenarios for the Hawks last night. That was probably the most impressed I've been with Nolan Allen since the Blackhawks drafted him. I thought he was just sturdy all around last night, and he played with Philip Rose on the third defensive pairing, so it's not like he was given a, a veteran partner or anything. No, those two really don't know each other. Obviously, they've probably gotten familiar with one another in training camp, but thought it was still very impressive how Allen was kind of able to handle his own with another prospect alongside him, especially going up against some of the big guns for the Red Wings and Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, and those types of players. All right, before I wrap things up, I also wanted to make sure to mention that the Blackhawks officially named their captains for the upcoming season as well. 
Now, Jonathan Taves wearing the C obviously isn't a surprise. Neither is Patrick Kane wearing the A. But now, with Alex Dabrinkit, yes, the sad reality is he is gone, folks. It was not a bad dream or a nightmare that you had. No, sadly, he is a member of the Ottawa Senators. But with Dabrinkit now no longer a member of the Blackhawks, there was a, a spot open for potentially someone to jump in. There was also the, the the thought or the rumor that, you know, maybe Connor Murphy, who wore the A part-time last year, would step in full-time. But the Hawks actually elected to give Seth Jones the A part-time this season as he will wear it at the United Center when the Blackhawks are at home. And then Murphy will once again wear the A this year when the Blackhawks are on the road. Now, none of this is too nerd too noteworthy obviously it's a congrats to Seth Jones for kind of officially becoming a leader of this team and we also saw a spoiler on social media a few weeks ago I posted a tweet about it uh we saw a video of Jones wearing the A on his sweater when Blackhawks were like taking all their team pictures and stuff so we saw this coming but I I think uh the the deeper meaning here with naming Seth Jones an alternate captain for this season is that He's kind of being set up to be the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. And look, no one, I think, wants to accept the reality that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane could be out of here after the season or even by the trade deadline. Um, But that seems more likely than not. Just given the situation the Blackhawks are in, they can get this cap freedom. They can get assets if they trade both guys. It'll help them build back better through the draft and getting more prospects potentially as well. Look, I'd love for. Kane and Taves to stay but I just I just don't think it's in the best interest of the Blackhawks right now especially to keep them both like it just doesn't seem likely and if Taves departs if Taves and Kane are both gone obviously if Taves were to go and Kane were to stay he'd be the one to wear the C but I do feel like you know while Connor Murphy has worn the A longer, I do feel like Seth Jones is kind of the staple of this rebuild here in Chicago. Like he's not going anywhere. He's with this team for the long haul, unless another GM loses his mind and is willing to accept the entire contract. Like I just don't see that happening though. So the reality is Seth is probably locked in here into the Blackhawks rebuild and. I think it would make a whole lot of sense for him to be named captain if, in fact, Jonathan Taves departs at some point uh, within the next year. It just only makes sense to me. He's, you know, kind of the guy that they want all the young defensemen to learn from. He's had success in the postseason. You know, he knows what it takes in order to get the job done. Now, he's never won a Stanley Cup, but he's been a part of some good teams. He's a good player himself. I don't care what anyone has to say. It just, I don't know about y'all, but it feels to me like Seth Jones is being set up to be the next captain of the Blackhawks if Jonathan Tays departs. I kind of want you all to comment down below if you're still watching at this point in the video, if you feel the same way as I do. Do you think Seth Jones is being set up to be the Blackhawks captain, or do you think Connor Murphy is the one who is eventually going to step into that role if and when Jonathan Taves is no longer a member of this franchise? All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, September 29th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, 
you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get all caught up on everything that went down in the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. That's all one word, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. Or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.